the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is a Monday. Good morning to you. Dave Ellswick with you here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. And the power panel in today, as they always are on a Monday. Uh, Iverson Jackson is here, pastor. We've also got Wayne Beach. I don't know what to explain Wayne Beach is. And, <laughs> and then there's Paul Calvert. Paul Calvert is here, and as I call Paul, Paul's my Old Testament prophet. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, and it's good to have you along. I want to read something to you guys. This is from Michael Medved. It's a uh, uh, Salem Media commentary for today called Lessons from Urban Unrest. Now, I don't know. Maybe I can ask Heidi. Heidi, do we have this one already recorded for Michael Medved? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll read it, then. That's all right. Instead of you having to look for it. The uh, fiery riots convulsing American cities. I'm reading this, guys, just so people will understand. Uh, Michael Medved and I are about the same age. Uh, and I, I, I look back on history. I look back during the time that I have been alive, and I've seen what is playing out in the United States right now under social justice the same way as what I saw back in the late 60s but played out under the anti-war banner. And uh, so Michael Medved wrote this commentary, and I want you to listen closely to it. The fiery riots convulsing American cities have begun to resemble the devastating violence of the late 1960s and will likely end the same way. Between 1965 and 1969, more than 150 American cities exploded in episodes of race-based destruction, beginning with L.A.'s Watts riot that killed or injured more than 1,000 and destroyed 1,000 buildings. Wow. By 1972, Richard Nixon, the proudly proclaimed law and order president, carried 49 states with an epic 61% popular vote landslide by denouncing the leftist takeover of the Democratic Party with the candidacy of George McGovern. In other words, Americans overwhelmingly rejected the violent protesters in inner cities so that radical resistance soon subsided, a crucial lesson for today's nihilistic agitators and their feckless apologists. And that takes me to an article that I sent you guys today uh, from uh, some information I got from uh, the folks from Salem. And... uh, It talks about this. 
it says that, <clears throat> excuse me, election 2020 looks to favor candidates who are seen as supporting law and order. Uh, it's a candid recognition from voices on the left and center left. Andrew Sullivan, and uh, used to write for Slate, doesn't anymore, writes for other, art, uh, other magazines and websites. Andrew Sullivan said, any civil authority that permits, condones, or dismisses violence, looting, and mayhem in the streets disqualifies itself from any legitimacy. This comes first. If one party supports everything I believe in, but doesn't believe in maintaining law and order all the time and everywhere, I'm going to back a party that does. In that sense, I'm a one-issue voter because without order, there is no room for any other issue. Disorder always and everywhere begin, uh, begets more disorder. The minute the authorities appear to permit such violence, it is destined to grow. David Brooks uh, from PBS wrote for Real Clear Politics. Democrats, I think, have come to understand they somehow, somehow got on the wrong side of order. And they got somehow attached, even though Biden is not actually attached to it. I beg to differ. And to the idea of defunding the police. Your movement doesn't stay healthy unless you draw a boundary separating what's good and peaceful and democratic and civil from what's not, from what's illiberal, violent and frankly self-destructive to your whole Movement. Now, that was from an article in Real, Real, uh, Real Clear Politics. You know, if you'd asked people three months ago, what was this uh, election going to balance on? They would have said COVID-19. But with what has been happening uh, in our country, in our cities uh, over the last uh, several months, I believe that for most Americans, it's uh, moving into law and order. Now, COVID-19 is still big, don't get me wrong. But uh, the pollsters say that uh, law and order wasn't even on the agenda until just last month, and now it's the fifth most important issue in this race. And I bet you, you take that uh, poll in another couple of weeks with the killing of people in Kenosha and in Portland, it moves up to the top two. What do you think? Let's start with Iverson. You're up, Iverson. Oh, I, I think that's exactly right. You know, uh, if you have children, I have three daughters. They are grown. They're not, you know, little children. But, you know, you're still concerned if you don't have safety. That is the primary reason government exists, and that is to protect us. Yes. And so if you cannot protect your citizen, your citizenry, then you really have no purpose to, for existence. And, uh, and, and you... You, you, this society devolves into back into a Western world that you know American history came out of, where everybody has to tote their own gun and defend themselves because we can't depend on civil authorities. Then, yeah, we may be back to gun smoke, but uh, you know, people have to do what people have to do. And if you feel like you you, you have to protect yourself because uh, the law won't do it, then you just have to do that. Uh, gun sales are through the roof, <laughs> ammo is through the roof. And, you know, someone told me this weekend 
uh, they say, hey, I know where to get some guns. So people who usually wouldn't even carry or think about that are now getting trained. Uh, you know, I won't say who the relative is, but they live in a different state and they are liberal. But guess what? They're going to get going to take a, a class like what Jan offers uh, concealed carry. And they are uh, what do you call it? a yellow dog Democrat, mm. uh, Northern uh, here, Democrat. And they're, you know, they're getting I, Iverson, here's here's a case. When disorder comes, as Andrew Sullivan so uh, articulately posts here, disorder always and everywhere begets more disorder. More, more. The pr- minute the authorities appear to permit such violence, it is destined to grow. And that's what we're seeing right now in the United States. In fact, on Fox News today, I was kind of surprised, so I was kind of going through the uh, the stories that they had, and I do that with them and CNN and a lot of other places. But Tom Cotton evidently has a, uh, a commercial that is airing in Wisconsin now talking about Kenosha and how Kenosha can come to uh, your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the prevailing word on the street is I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. That's exactly right. That's it's an old saying, but I've believed in it for a long, long time. Not uh, time, and I'm not queuing on. All right, I'm not. Yep. I'm not part of those people. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Nope. I don't believe in PizzaGate. I don't get into all of that. But I do know this: if people can go and and wantonly set businesses on fire, destroy people's livelihood. Uh, walk through suburbs and try to right. and yet, uh, and yet you these... know, worry and, and scare people, then what we believe in America is dying. Right, and yet these city governments continue to collect taxes. What What is their purpose if they sit back and tell their police officers, oh, don't stop these people from, from, from looting and rioting? And, uh, what is the point? Shut the cities down. Why do we have the city governments if they're going to continue to take our money but not actually protect our property? Why do they exist? Yeah, why do they exist? Why do they exist? They're, they're just basically, they're just one more, they're just one more branch of a mob. If they're just going to sit back and let these thugs mm-hmm. burn cities and burn people's property and, and, the and people steal. Up, the citizens of that city have to wake up and say, that's it. Yeah. You, well, know, you either do your job or we'll fire you. Yeah, well, well I mean, this, this has crazy. gone beyond what the left, you know, I used to argue about the left and, you know, I did this not more than a year ago with the mayor of Little Rock about how he wanted another tax. So we want to build more parks. That's more important than anything. You know, here's the key. Now it's they've told the police to stand down. I don't care how many parks you have. If you can't walk through them without getting mugged, you don't need more. You don't need more parks. You need more police officers to protect you. You know, I think we can all remember, well, I, I can certainly in Little Rock where, you know, it didn't matter how many parks you have because the drug dealers were, <laughs> were you know, it, you look out there, the children weren't out there playing on the swings and sliding. It was the yeah, drug that dealers. What, that was, that's yeah, where they were hanging out. That's and, a good question, Iverson. Is that what everybody wants to go back to, banging in the rock? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I was uh, uh, stationed at uh, Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. Sitting at my desk, and I can remember uh, people coming over there because they knew I was from Little Rock, Arkansas. 
I was like, man, is it that bad in Arkansas? Is it that bad in Little Rock? I was like, what are you talking about? That, what was it? HBO special, I believe. But I remember it was. just as clear as day as people come. I said, uh-huh. well, you know, I go in where I want to go in Little Rock when I'm at, in Little Rock. So I've never had a problem. Right. But I, I think, you know, it was bad, but uh, some of it was, was television. Well, I don't. The thing of people, you know, it happened once or twice, but they suddenly said under every car there was somebody hiding under your car to mug you. <laughs> you know that 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 that's the key. That's that's what. But do the you media want to be known does. as a city that that you get an HBO special made right. on you? Oh, uh, you know <laughs> yeah. about how bad your streets are right. and, and, and we've gang got, violence we've got these, and all that. We've got these left wing run cities, and so they. They take our money to, to fund or to supposedly protect our rights. Then they also um, push for taking our guns away so we can't protect ourselves so very protect well. Yourself. And so then riots come along. And what do they do? Oh, they tell their officers, you know, stand down. Let it be burn. Ge- be gentle. Don't, don't, don't agitate these people. What's the point? Once again, pay the lawyer, not the Paul Barrier. <laughs> yeah, do you remember... <laughs> You remember Iverson Wayne? I know you'll remember this. What was the what was the major cry that came out of the Watts riots back in the '60s? Do you remember? No, I'm, I'm a, that's Wayne. I do not remember that. <laughs> okay, Wayne. Now let you're me pushing, ask you. Now you're pushing the limit. Come on, baby. I you remember, remember the Watts riots. I do remember those. What was what was the phrase that came out of the Watts riots? Something about burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's what came out, and that that's what we're we're hearing it again. It's amazing to me. We're hearing it again. Wow. Burn, baby, burn. Mm-hmm. I remember that, and uh, it was pretty. It was a. It was a, a time that everybody was wondering where we were going, uh, going at in in this country. Uh, but you have a lot of. You had more people that probably more attuned to what was going on than 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 there are today. A lot of people are just now starting to catch on to what's happening in our streets. Well, you, had a, you had a higher percentage of farmers back in the 60s. Yes. The people that, that were more inclined to take care of business on their own because they, they took care of business out on the farm. And you well, that wasn't, that, that's not true, Paul. The bottom line was there was more blue-collar in this country then. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more people working in factories. Mm-hmm. There were a lot more people going to, to work and busting their butt trying to get ahead and doing it and becoming a great middle class, and they didn't want to see it be swept away. And that's exactly what's ha- what was happening there. It's exactly what's happening now. Yeah, because I've, I've said this over and over again. Where, where are these people? Where do they work at? How are they when everybody else they is don't. at work? How <laughs> they, they don't. Their, their, job, their job, Iverson, <laughs> is to go out and cause trouble, and we'll talk about that today. <laughs> Uh, as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show Power Panel is here. Iverson, uh, Pastor Iverson Jackson. I want to remind everybody about that, about Iverson Jackson. He is a pastor. Also with us today is Paul Calvert and uh, Wayne Beach. They're in the studio. RD is out. He's got somebody who's sick at work, and when that happens, the boss comes in and goes to work. So he's at work today doing his part with uh, uh, Sonny's. Jan uh, Morgan will be back with us in a few weeks because I'll be uh, next next Monday. Uh, we won't be on because it's Labor Day, and then the power panel won't be back for a couple of weeks after that because I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> so the bottom line is this. Uh, enjoy them today because they're going to be gone for a few weeks after <laughs> today. And I know they're all upset because they use that extra money to go out and take their, their wives to dinner. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> it's 621. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. 
A 24 minutes after 6 on a Monday. Going to have a little rain today. A little rain tomorrow. Maybe a little bit of rain on Wednesday, but it should be drying out towards the weekend. Getting ready for your Labor Day weekend, believe it or not, coming up here in just a few days. Uh, as I mentioned, next Monday, the power panel will not be on, nor the week after, nor the week after that. Because those two weeks, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm leaving on the 11th uh, for vacation and going to go spend some time down in uh, in Florida with wow. uh, my wife. And then... Uh, that should tell you a whole lot about how well my surgery went on my foot and how uh, I'm recovering. I'm doing very, very well. A lot of people have sent me well wishes. I thank you for that. A lot of people prayed for me. I really appreciate that because, uh, you know, contrary to what a lot of Democrats think, prayer works uh, because we're really talking to a living God because there is a God, Man. even though the Democratic Party likes to uh, not admit that. So and, you know, here's the key. And Iverson, you and I can talk about this and we can get Paul and Wayne in this as well. I think that there's mainstream Democrats that look at their party and say, what do you mean there's no God? Yeah. 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 You know, uh, yesterday I shared the article about the church in uh, uh, Silicon Valley there, um, that uh, the government there has fined $10,000. Yes. They're fining them $5,000 per service. Yep. And you think, uh, it's kind of like what Paul said, okay, we got murders taking place, robberies, kidnappings, all these things going on, and you spend the resources of the city to go find find a church. They even embedded spies. Sounds yep. like something the Democrats do. They embedded spies in the it's church. Not something communists do. Yeah, well, one and the same, just about. But uh, but that's that's where we are. So so the Democrat Party now, at least some of these governors, I'll say it like that. Some of these governors have declared war on the church. Yeah, I it's, and I agree about that. Think about this in California right now. Uh, they're doing this with his, that church and, and several others. Uh, John MacArthur has mm-hmm. been fighting in court against the state of California. And, uh, and, and, and who do they not call criminals? Illegal yeah. aliens that rape, pillage, and murder. That's exactly right. I think that uh, um, Trump said it best. He said, and, and Pence said it, that, uh, uh, that are you nice? this, this, this race is not about Republicans or Democrats no longer. Mm-hmm. It's actually about good and evil. It's also about are we going to be America or are we going to be a socialist country or part of the socialist uh, environment? Uh, I think that's that that probably hit the nail in the head. It's just it's not it's not a, a D or an R after your name now. It's it's actually are we going to be America? Or well, here's we my key. Hey, Wayne, maybe you can answer this. I mean, we got about two and a half minutes before we got a break for news. But what happened in America? I, I, I saw this happen a little bit in the 60s, and it was repudiated. But now it seems to be embraced, and that is that it's not evil to go out into a, a community and burn other people's businesses down. Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it, it's, it's their stuff. The, the, the religion of socialism tells them, well, it's our stuff. We're, going to, we're just going to take what we want and burn the other stuff. I mean, it's, how is it any different than what they've been doing all along? It's just that now they've decided to actually do the dirty work themselves. I mean, really, if, if they're going to go on their so-called principles, 
why wouldn't they go ahead and start taking the initiative to, to, to do this stuff themselves instead of just letting the government do it? The thing is, they're turning a lot of people that, that were probably uh, in favor of their movement, turning them against them because they're mm-hmm. actually going in and burning their businesses <laughs> down. Or well, even just, just like Lightfoot, you know, Lightfoot up there, she, she said, hey, you can... You can do that down there, but I want the police up around my place, around my house. You know? <laughs> or like, this, like that couple in St. Louis that supposedly were Democrats before, pretty left-wing folks, and then the, then then the, they swapped. Uh, yeah, and then they ended up speaking at the Republican National Convention. Yeah, I got to believe that that there's a whole lot of switching parties, or at least for this election that's going to take place. Because well, that or they may you know, stay home and, and recognize that you know the Democrats this this season are just nuts. It's not the same. Democrats. I agree. No, I think you're right. I mean, Democrats from 50 or 60 years ago, in many cases, were probably quite a bit more conservative than a lot of Republicans today. I don't think they ever go back to the old party. I think this this has redefined the Democrat Party. It's it's swung far to the left. And it's it's staying there. Something's holding that that little pendulum over there on the left-hand side. I mean, they, they, they swung into the gutter. And it just, I mean, into the, into the, it's become a cesspool of foolishness. We just well, have, they're yeah. hoping they're hoping to swing the youth vote, which over the years has shown that there is no youth vote because the youth don't turn out to to vote. Well, they, they, all right, hold on, hold on, we'll come back. Okay, we got to take a break. We got the news. I tried to give you a warning. I said we had two and a half minutes. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with more here after the news. It's Dave Ellswick Show, 106, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, so uh, it's 25 minutes till 7. And it might stun you to know that uh, somebody has written a book, and National Public Radio has gotten behind it, and the name of this book, written by Vicki Osterweil, uh, is In Defense of Looting, <laughs> A Riotous History of Uncivil Action. And let me, let me just read some of the people who are, are getting uh, writing reviews of this book and what they're saying. This says a, a, a lot. First of all, here's what the book is about. A fresh argument for rioting and looting as our most powerful tools for dismantling white supremacy. Looting. A crowd of people publicly, openly, and directly seizing goods is one of the more extreme actions that can take place in the midst of social unrest. It's called rioting, all right? Even self-identified radicals distance uh, themselves from looters, fearing that violent tactics reflect badly on the broader movement. No but kidding. Th- but, but no, wait. This, argue, this author argues that stealing goods and destroying property are direct, pragmatic strategies of wealth redistribution and improving life for the working class, not to mention the brazen messages that these methods, methods send to the police and the state, all our beliefs about the innate righteousness of property and ownership, she says, are uh, built on the history of anti-black, anti-indigenous oppression. You know, I find that so funny because all through history... The totalitarian governments that have risen up, especially the Roman Empire, for instance, taking of private property by the state 
was, you know, the thing that they did. That is the number one thing that they did. Guess what? If you can take the property of everybody and force them into abject misery, you control them. Yep. That's what this is all about. You want a, a good example of we got a Bolshevik revolution mm-hmm. going on in the United States? Look no further than this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to end up eating cats time this is over with. You look at Venezuela and, and some of the other other things are out there that, that, hey, I'm in here to fix it. And believe me, they'll fix it. They'll fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's what's scary because what happens, Wayne, when there's a vacuum? Something, Something is going to fill it. it. Well, that's <laughs> right. And we do have a serious vacuum. I think, and I think one of those vacu- vacuums is, is in our homes where we've got very, very poor leadership from a lack of fathers. And so I think part of that vacuum is the, we've got thugs that have decided, well, we're going to show some leadership here and start stealing from people and looting and whatever else. And that, that's insane. You know, and I think it's a suicide mission. There's and people a, saying nothing wrong with it. That's right. the problem. That's insane. Yeah. It's it'll just let them well, just, just it, wait. It, they'll, be to, they'll, it, they'll be at your door, it, and then it, there'll be something wrong with it. It, it makes about as much sense as this gender um, neutrality business, gender, fluidity. gender fluidity, or whatever. I mean, it makes about as much sense as that. I mean, it's just nonsense. We've got the inmates running the asylum. I mean, we've got people they're, that ought to have jackets with buckets and buckles in the back, and they're running society. You're know, trying to run it. You got to realize there's a difference between empty space and a vacuum. When you have a vacuum, you actually suck it in yeah. there and with force. I think that's I think right. what we have and right it's now. Different. If it was just empty space. It would just be people out there, you know, protesting with signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's a vacuum. It's actually creating a force. A suction. And yeah. for every action, there is an opposite and equal reaction. And I'm, I know that, that that opposite and equal reaction, you're beginning to see it, just like that 17-year-old up there, and, and as, well as, uh, as well as some of the other things that I've seen on, on social media about Portland and the, uh, and the country boys going in and basically – saying they were coming into town and they came in there with big four-wheel drive pickup trucks and flags off the back and believe me they didn't block any streets up there when they went through there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but they got shot at and one of them got killed that's right oh wow but i'm saying that's that that's that opposite reaction and if that happens enough then some of these people are liable to 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 react more strongly next time well and that's why it's dangerous that's what's why it's important that's why we have law enforcement, law enforcement to keep it from getting to that place. It should, yeah. yeah. And that, that is one of the things is why do we have government in the first place? One of the reasons why we don't want to fight our own battles up front is we don't want to make our own judgments in these cases. Is So many times we can't think clearly when we're carrying out justice for ourselves. And so it is prudent to have a system in place with rules already in place rather than deciding, you know what? I've been hurt. I'm going to go carry out justice on my on my own. And many times we get over aggressive with it, and we, we we're not reasonable. We hurt people who are innocent. We overpunish. We we do things badly, and and we don't we don't end up upholding justice. We just we start uh, um, war. Well, it's as Andrew Sullivan said in his article when he made this statement: any civil authority, whether they be the police, the sheriff. Uh, or, uh, you know, National Guard or even our own military that permits, condones, or dismisses violence, looting and mayhem in the streets disqualifies itself from any 
any legitimacy. Amen. I agree. Maintain your civility and composure are probably the two two things that I've learned, you know, over the years is that if you it's kinda like um what's his name? Oh um has something about memory and old guy. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, Trey Gowdy. He said uh last night or this morning, uh, he was talking about it, said, you know, he said he'd rather use rhetoric and and use his mind rather than than his fist. Yeah, and uh, because he says he just he has a small stature and he's just not he's not able to stand up against a big guy like uh, Tyrus. Did. That, that, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing is that we're talking because we don't want to fight. Doesn't mean we can't fight, but I don't want to fight. Right. I, I, w- I would much rather settle this with words. But that's, this is this is what separates us, you know, from uh, the. What savages. we call the third world savages is that you know we have civility and we have courts that yeah. deal with with injustice mm-hmm. and for us to have to be our own police department right. when, when, when it gets bad enough yeah. we have to fight but i don't want to fight no you don't i, want, I to. want to fix this with words yes we all do we and all i do. think that's the godly thing to do uh in my opinion is that, that uh, well sometimes i think it's moral and upright to fight but i don't want to right but there will come a time in, in all our lives that you're going you're gonna to end up fighting. What do you think about Dave and, and uh, Wayne here? Or, I know all three of us are vets. Uh, even in war, we have what's called rules of engagement. That's right. And, you know, we have the laws. Sure. Laws in, in war that you don't just go, you can't just yeah, do you're, anything. There's, there's still a moral. You still have you still a, have a moral. moral base because you don't, we, we don't want to devolve into right. being animals. Right. You, you may have to kill people, but that doesn't mean you go in and, and, and rape and murder innocent Correct. people That's when it's exactly right. and so it's it's there's there's still a moral compass to, a moral to be followed to be followed. And guess what? what if you're in a war and you go in and you rape uh people or you shoot unarmed civilians or even unarmed combatants that have surrendered you'll find your you may find yourself at the, on the gallows yourself That's or behind exactly right. bars it's called a war crimes. Right? That's right. And so if we and can acknowledge, if we can have you know uh, that level of civility even in war, we can't have it on our own streets. And think about this: is that the left mm-hmm. has actually gone into? Uh, we were just talking about that. They've also gone into a uh, uh, scorched earth mentality. Mm-hmm. Is that if no, if we can't win, ain't nobody gonna win. If I can't have it, nobody can have That's it. Exactly and you, right. s- you see that sometimes, like when someone gets their house repossessed out from under them. Oh, yeah. Rather than leave it in good condition, they'll rip the thing to shreds. They'll, they'll, I, I had somebody, and this, it, was, it wasn't a repossession, this was some tenants, that they were angry because they weren't paying their rent and, and whatever else. And so they decided, they finally decided to leave. Why should they pay their rent? Well, I, I don't know, but but so so they they wrote obscenities all over the walls and 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 ripped ripped up the sheetrock I think and they, they wrecked the house as yeah. they left. And it's like I, I didn't do anything to these people. Yeah. I just wanted them to leave because they weren't paying their rent. And, and it's like like you know, you put a poor family out in the street. I put a couple of thugs out on the street. Is what happened. They, they, they weren't a family, so to speak. They were um, a couple of moral perverts. Of course, they're going to ask for a reference from you, right? On the next one they go Something to. Like that. 
So why, why, why couldn't they just continue to stay there, to live there? you got plenty of property. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I, I guess, and they're, they're going to continue to work at their job without pay, yeah. too. Yeah. Did you get the deposit? As I recall, I think That's I not fair, Yeah, that's Paul. just not fair. Yeah, that's just, just not fair. Yeah, it's just not fair. <laughs> you know, my goodness, you're just a greedy landlord. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> How dare you demand yeah. that they pay for staying in your property? <laughs> Did you have another property available? For them? No, available. Um, well, eventually. <laughs> Probably a tent down the road or something like that. <laughs> well, no. do you want them to have to go get on government assistance? No, I want them to starve <laughs> if, if they're not willing to work. Go oh, live under a bridge somewhere. I don't know. That's but. not the Christian thing to do. Uh, no, well, no, no, actually, it, it, is. No, it is. If they're not willing actually, to work. Okay, is. okay, okay. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it absolutely is a God-fearing thing to do to let a, let a loser starve if he won't work. But this, is, this, this really goes back to what I said earlier. We have 64 million people in America receiving a government check. Mm-hmm. 64 uh, million. Now, let's exclude those that have worked, retired. We're not talking about that. Okay. Let's just talk about people who are getting some type of entitlement, if uh, you will. A welfare check. Well, welfare check. You're not working. What are you doing with all that time? I don't know. And that's, and that's, and it part, so there's, there's two issues to that. Part of it is that, that it's such a, such a pain in the neck to hire someone with all the paperwork and the comp, workers' comp insurance and all this other garbage that. It, it's hard to just do the day laborer sort of thing. You maybe you go to Lowe's or Home Depot. I don't think this really happens anymore. Oh, but, you, you but really, you, you, it, you've already destroyed your own argument because remember what you said just a couple of minutes ago. Let them go out there and starve. <laughs> so hunger is the greatest motivator <laughs> is, in the world. It is. And if you get hungry enough, you'll say, "Okay, I know I got to fill out this paperwork. Right, you don't have to right, do it once, right. and all of us have to it, do it." It, it helps. It, yeah. the, but but the thing is, it, it go does, work for the government. It, it you think make, you but, filled but, out an application? No, part of it is part of it. Is, it's not so much the employers that aren't willing to. The employees that are not necessarily willing to do the paperwork. Part of it's employers. Yeah. There's a lot of people I think that would hire people. But they don't want to mess with all the paperwork. They don't want. So they'll just like you know what? I just won't do as much work. I'll do the work myself. No, well, that to, may be true. And not have to but babysit you drive around these the city. And, and and I do I do this a lot as we're traveling across the city, across the country. And I, and I'm looking. There it is. Now hiring. Help mm-hmm. wanted. Right. You know, we'll train. We'll pay for mm-hmm. your schooling. All this, so their job, we still have a great job market. Well, I think there's there's a demand for employer, employees, but there's still a problem with a, with the lack of skilled people, people that just can't follow instructions. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who his his skill level is not that high. Yeah, we're no longer his, working. His work society. ethic is yeah. amazing, though, and Train. so so his his lack of of skill is is made up for in the um in his incredible work ethic mm-hmm. and so even if someone is not that knowledgeable if they'll put their back into whatever you tell them Absolutely. to do then you know you can find work but again you can get good you know, back too, to back cases. to the purpose of government is not to provide a mm-hmm. security net and people say well we need a security net that's not the purpose no of government learn to make friends government you know, is not go to your church daddy. government is not <laughs> your sugar daddy. don't don't burn bridges with your family that is your social security if you will no. it, I mean, it, you know i think I will, and I'm sure everybody here, and, and um, most of the days, the listeners, I'm sure if anybody's trying to help themselves, you know, this is just a, a Christian principle. Anyone is trying to help themselves. Folks will just get in there with them. I, I, and think help in many, them. I think in many cases that, that is true. But in the meantime, we need to get a bunch of laws out of the way that make it so difficult to help people. Yeah, well, laws out of the way and get folks off the government here's, dole. Here's an old saying I like. I bet you Wayne has heard this as well. I may not be as talented as everyone, but there's no one who will outwork no. me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I live by that code, too. Yeah. I was raised I mean, 
I can That's learn that. anything if you'll teach me how Iverson, to do it. Iverson, your daddy raised you that way? Yes, sir. <laughs> There's hope for you, sir. There is hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. It's uh, the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Man, we got six and a half minutes to go here on the Dave Ellswick Show for this first hour. It's been a good first hour because I really think that we are talking about the issues uh, right now that concern most Americans. I'm not saying that COVID-19 ain't big. I heard people bitching all day yesterday when I was at Walmart about wearing a freaking mask and all of that. But the bo- I'm, just, I'm just telling you, folks, it don't matter. You wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. If people think that it's all right to steal your property. Yeah, it, that's uh, COVID-19 is small p- potatoes compared to some of this other, other stuff. That's and the mask is even smaller than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it, to, to have people, and this is communism at its core, Yeah. bottom line, that you own nothing. Mm-hmm. That, and, and in this case, it's not even the state that owns everything. It is just, uh, you know, people that are running sort of. wild yeah. that well, own everything. The, the general belief that, that property rights don't matter has been drilled into people's heads now for quite some time. And traditionally, they've been voting for government to do what they've been doing, and now they're just deciding to do it on their own. I mean, well, here's what's really scary, is the people that are out there saying that property, wanting to have property and own property is racist. <laughs> that's in, that, that just amazes well, you know, me. You know, Dave, that's the go-to now. Is that just the rate you're racist? That doesn't matter what you do. If you drink water, you're racist. <laughs> That's how bad. If you breathe air, you're racist. Yeah. Going, I mean, it's just that, that, I brought that, this up air, to, huh? to it's getting ridiculous. Uh, huh? I said, and I asked a question. Did you see Herschel Walker's? Uh, oh, that was great. Yeah. He says, I've been knowing Donald Trump for 37 years. Mm-hmm. And I thought about this, what Herschel said about taking Donald Trump's kids to Disney World. I said, now, what, what racist white man? Would let a young black man take his children to Disney World. You know, come on, <laughs> you think that's a, that's some trust? Come on, really? Well, you know, hey, I Iverson, I I sent you an article. I sent Paul and Wayne this article too, of the lady from CNN over the weekend on Sunday filled in for Joy Reid. I don't think I didn't think you could get anybody on television worse than Joy Reid. This fill in was worse than Joy <laughs> Reid, who made the the statement that uh, the RNC, when the when the black speakers came on, was nothing more than a minstrel show. Now let's understand <laughs> what she was um, saying. Yeah, she let's... was saying that the people of color, like were clowns, Senator Tim Scott, Herschel Walker, and multitudes of other black speakers were nothing more than really white people in blackface. Well, That's what she was saying. Well, since if you take our, our skin off, we're all the same. Maybe she's right. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just saying this is this is the equivalency, the way she yeah. said that, of calling them uh, HNs. Yeah. Well, you know, think about it. If uh, in, in the past, you, you may have had one or two uh, 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 African-Americans at the RNC, you know, 
But now you've got one after another after another yes. after another from all different walks of life mm-hmm. who are saying and, and some of them, you know, have really nothing to gain by coming on there. No, everything to lose. <laughs> yeah, and everything to lose. Uh, you got people like, what does Herschel Walker have to gain? He's, he's a multi, 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 multi millionaire. You know, what does he have to gain? You know, he hasn't been, he wasn't in prison or anything. That's nothing Donald Trump can do to help Herschel Walker. Well, what about Tim Scott? And Tim Scott, you know, all these people. What a great it's like guy. When I, was, when I was in Dallas, uh, when uh, Trump spoke in Dallas, what, two or three months ago, and I was there, they had the uh, table, uh, tabletop type deal, and there were about 15 people on the panel. Ten of those were black men, all of none of which needed Donald Trump to make them successful. They were already successful. So, so there's nothing for these people to gain and everything for them to lose by associating with Donald yeah, Trump. Pe- people like Tony Evans. Yeah, Tony Evans. And, and you know, the guy even did the prison, uh, that had the prison ministry, the guy that was a former football, yep. a Dallas yeah. football player. And on it, the list just goes on and on and on. And, again, they have nothing to lose. They're going to be shunned by their community, families, and, and things like that. So uh, people just say, hey, look. Just cut, just cut this out because it's not true. So, so if if the black people at the Republican National Convention are are clowns, basically, what are the black people at the Democrat Convention? Are they are they somehow all no, of a sudden Paul, they become intellectuals? Paul, I got to tell you, it goes much deeper than being called a clown. This is people that they're it, it. You know, Biden. Charlemagne, uh, the god of whatever he calls himself, yeah. and we can talk about this. But he called out Biden for saying that uh, you know if you're not, if if you're you know black and you're not voting for me, you ain't really black. Hmm. Well, that's exactly what this lady from CNN just said. She said that if if you are saying that there's legitimacy to the ideas of the Republican Party, you ain't black. Scorster. They can't have us, so destroy us. That's exactly Unbelievable. All right, a break. We got more coming. I'm mad now. We'll come back <laughs> here on the Dave Ellsworth right, Show. Six minutes after seven on a Monday. Yeah, it is a Monday again. It is the last day of August today. Tomorrow is the first day of September. And I was looking at my calendar and uh, I was looking at temperatures and, uh, you know, they don't get that right very often, although they think they can get it right 100 years in the future. And so we should change our whole economy. (laughs) But the bottom line, they're saying that. We, we will not have another day this year uh, over 89 degrees. 
that it's going to be under 90 the rest of the way, that we're going to have a, a much cooler end of the summer and into the fall. In fact, the, the uh, Farmer's Almanac, I was reading it this, uh, this uh, pardon me, this weekend, and it said here in Arkansas it's going to be a mixed bag for wintertime. It's going to be nice. You can't grow an economy unless unless you have somebody that has private property mm-hmm. of some sort to where he can he can invest and and people and give people jobs to actually grow the economy. That makes sense. Yeah, let's, let's bring a little theology in on this. Whose ideal was private? Bring it property? on, buddy. God. It was God's it, it is, ideal. It is, private, is it the Eighth Amendment? Do not thou shalt not steal. That is that is a that is a well, declaration let's go, let's of property rights. Let's go back before the the commandments. Let's let's. Uh, well, that's that's part of it at the same time, but you know, God God defined where every tribe, every tribe's the boundaries, and then inside the tribe, each clan, they had specific land, and that land could not be transferred. You couldn't to sell anyone it. else. You could not sell it. You could rent it out. You could rent it out, but the, you could not it, sell it. Even if you sold it in the year of Jubilee, it came all back. property yeah, had it, to it, go back. Yeah, it, you, so you this, couldn't sell it. You couldn't sell it. This yeah. was. Private property the only way is to get, God's idea. The only way to get land under that system was to marry into it. Basically, if you if you could, there's a few circumstances where you could you could you could you could um, marry the yeah. right way, and you could actually maybe amass a little bit more land that way. But you couldn't buy it. Yeah, when I, when the I way lived, Abraham uh, did it. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. When I lived in New Jersey, I was stationed up at, stationed up at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey, at, at CECOM Communication Electronic Command, and there was a gentleman that worked uh, on the floor that I worked. He was a Jewish Jewish gentleman. Uh, just wore the plain white shirt and polyester mm. pants and big thick shoes every day. Engineer, acidic uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. didn't spend his money on, on waste waste his money on fancy clothes like yeah. a lot of us did. But anyway, we, he and I became friends you know, after a while. It took a while, but we became friends. And he was telling me about this man in their community who was a shore a shore a, sto- a shoe store owner. Yeah, and they you know kept everything fairly autonomous uh, autonomous in their community. But the guy started drinking and became an alcoholic. So the men in their community bought his store, mm. put him in a rehab, kept the store going. Wow. When he got clean, they sold his store back, back to, to him. Wow. So, yeah, private property. This is why, uh, you know, that community is so blessed because they continue to follow God's rules. Right. What was interesting, you know, so that, you talk, we're talking about the old law, they couldn't sell their property. But yeah. they themselves could be sold if they got themselves into criminal debt this, or something yeah. of that nature. And so they themselves could be forced, mm-hmm. but they couldn't take their land permanently. Right. At they least. couldn't take the land permanently because it would revert back to them. So to the children, at least. So at some I, point, I'm going to go with God on this one, Dave. <laughs> well, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, that, that, that definitely, you know, knocks out a lot of Democrats immediately. <laughs> if you want to use the argument that God set it up, the author who was in NPR does not believe small business ought to be respected and protected. Why? Because it's actually a Republican myth that has, over the last 20 years, really crawled into even leftist discourse that, quote, the small business owner must be respected, that the small business owner creates jobs and is part of our community. That's actually just a right-wing myth. But she, she, she is talking about herself the whole time. Because when you write a book, you have editors. You're a small business owner. You're a small business owner. 
yeah, the, the you know, nature of a book editor or editors. You got people to print, typeset, all these j- people that are going to be employed because she wrote it. You have an ideal. You put don't, that idea on paper. Now, don't point out her hypocrisy. <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't hypocrisy, count. You know, of the whole. That's that's the thing. Well, what, what, what is this? What is this chick? Think. I mean, does she think that these giant corporations are the, are are better than small business businesses? I mean, the the, the, How did the interviewer let no, her get away she with this? believes no one has the right to own property. That is a Marxist dictum. Mm-hmm. So, she does she write that book for the government? <laughs> is this right. you know so, so press. The, 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 the moronic notion that that there's some sort of corporate governmental system that can that can dictate who gets what from the if she has a stake whoa on her whoa plate, whoa wait wait now we're talking okay. we're talking a leftist here don't use the word principle <laughs> so so i guess can, can, can we so if she has a stake on her plate can i come and cut half of it and take it of course you can if can you i come up and take take the take it right off the floor might, as it's about to go to her mouth what's the old saying might, might makes right. Makes right. That's exactly right, and that's where she's from. That's Boy. where she's coming from. I want to see her give away all of her books, <laughs> and then I'll think about maybe almost paying attention to her, paying attention and believing what she has to say. Right. But as long so, as she's going to make money on it, you, know, you might believe that she's sincere. You won't, you won't believe what she says, but you'll believe, you might believe that she's sincere. All right, we'll talk about it more. <laughs> we got to continue this because. These thoughts now, and ideas are important. Sure. Ideas are important. That's why we have this show, to bring forth the ideas of both sides, and we put it under the microscope, and we turn it in every direction that we can. Some ideas are good. Some ideas suck, like this one. And we'll talk more <laughs> we'll about it in a moment. from left-wing we'll, people. Yeah, we'll, take, we'll talk about it. I mean, it's the Dave Ellswick Show, 19 minutes after 7 on a Monday, traffic and weather and news and all the rest right now on 101.1 FL. 7.22 on a Monday. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They'll take good care of your roof. I've been telling you about them for literally years. Uh, and a lot of you have taken my advice and used PI Roofing to take care of your roof. Your roof is your last line of defense against the elements uh, and definitely the last uh, line of defense against water. Uh, coming into your home, and when water gets into your home, you got problems. Let me give you the anatomy of a leak again. Uh, a leak gets through the uh, uh, tiles on your or shingles on your roof, gets through the felt, gets through the wood, the plywood that's on your uh, uh, your roof. When it does that, then it's into your roof. It uh, drains down and gets into your uh, uh, insulation. Your insulation gets sopping wet. It starts to mold. It gets through that. It drains into getting in between your drywall, uh, between the walls, and forms mold there. It follows uh, follows uh, two by fours that were used to frame up those uh, walls and gets into around electrical areas, shorts out uh, electrical areas. It's bad news. And you need to keep it from happening. I think everybody's aware 
that uh, a leaky roof is nothing more than a recipe for a disaster for your home. So let PI Roofing come out and take a look at your roof. Make sure things are in good stead. They're not going to tell you it needs something fixed if it doesn't need fixed. I can tell you that for a fact because Joel Johnson and his wife Veronica, who co-own this business, are good Christian folks, and they don't do what they do uh, by uh, breaking principle. They're principled people. They believe that they want to take care, uh, offer you a, uh, you know, a product and offer that product at a fair price so that you'll use them and then they'll give you everything they can to make that product work. That is PI Roofing. PI Roofing, 707-3554-51, pardon me, 707-3551. That's how I get a hold of them. Use that phone number or go to piroofing.com. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 725. And let's uh, talk with the guys here. Let's talk about what's going on here in our, our country. Uh, in Portland, protesters, mostly Antifa, celebrated after killing of a counter-protester and Trump supporter. Saturday March. Yeah, they they marked another night of protests oh. and riots in Portland. This time there was a shooting which resulted in the death of Aaron Danielson. The man was wearing a Patriot prayer shirt, which is an organization that describes its goal as, quote, fighting corruption, big government, and tyranny. The Portland Police Bureau determined the man died of a gunshot wound to the chest, quote, This violence is completely unacceptable, and we are working diligently to find and apprehend the individual or individuals responsible. Now, multiple videos now have surfaced where Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters rallied and cheered at the announcement of Danielson's death. Someone speaking into the megaphone can be heard saying he was an effing Nazi. And that they don't need cops since our community now held its own. The shooting came just a few moments after a large pro-Trump car caravan made its way through Portland and the downtown area heavily protested and protested by Antifa. In a press conference Sunday, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler spoke directly to President Trump saying this, quote, You've tried to divide us more than any other figure in modern history, and now you want me to stop the violence you helped create. What America needs is for you to be stopped. This is uh, insane. Now, we've got a mayor who is saying rioting, trying to burn down federal buildings, and shooting people is not the responsibility of the people who are doing it it's trump but it's on trump yeah yeah, i think these people developed their moral compass a little bit before trump ever got elected to office i mean we've got these these cities that are largely run by left-wing nut jobs and they've been run by left-wing nut jobs for decades Mm -hmm. and you know why should we be surprised when things get a little bit tense and they decide to start stealing from people. It, it, look, when you've been le- providing this sort of leadership, look, it's just natural. It's when you th- this these people continue to vote for these 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 thieves in office 
and the, and, the, and the thieves in office aren't stealing fast enough for them, and so they've decided to start stealing for themselves. Uh, here's the key now, and this is the difference between 65 to 69 and what we're in now. Mm. When they started stealing and burning buildings down, the Democratic Party spoke out vigorously against it. Vigorously <laughs> against it. That's the difference in today's Not Democrat. the case now. Yeah, and I think I think I think earlier in the show you're talking about yeah I think the Democrats back in the 50, in the 60s you would have had a bunch of hardworking folks mm. that that actually worked 60 70 80 hours a week sometimes maybe and then they have time to go loot well yeah and they but, would and they oh, would they would break your legs if you think if you about went, it looted their here's, property too maybe. here's the here's the case you had back in that day people working hard and things. The people in there's people in the Democratic Party that still are working sure hard, are, yeah. but they don't speak up. Why? Because they are marginalized to such an extent. They are attacked by the left and told to either shut up or we'll get rid of you. Well, it's kind of like um, what did Michelle Obama say a while back ago. If you're if you know, when Hillary was running, said if if. Uh, if you don't vote for Hillary, you're not a woman. Well, it's almost the same that you have now that Joe Biden is using that same mm. same type you're of not, logic. You're not a real it, black man. Yeah, says that if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And I'm going, I'm going that's the same racist. mentality. Who on, that's a black, a black man or woman wants somebody on CNN to show your picture and say, this person is nothing but a, a member of a minstrel show. All right, a minstrel no. show. It's a white person in blackface. Well, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of people putting up, like, ask Condoleezza Rice. They've been calling her Aunt Jemima for a long, long time. A break, then we'll have more. We got, uh, got Rush with us. Let's get to that at 101.1 FM, The Answer. 25 minutes to 7 on a Monday, and I'll try to let this uh, rest after uh, this last uh, statement I'd like to make, because this whole thing of there is no such thing as private property and that uh, taking stuff, there's no problem. This lady talks about business. It doesn't take long to filter down from business to taking your home. It doesn't take long to filter down to your car, uh, to what you own in your home. If everything belongs to everybody, then whatever is yours is, uh, you know, out there to be taken by anybody. I'm just telling you, this is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing that this woman is saying. This is very dangerous. She doesn't I, believe it. Yeah, I know. Well, she'll believe it when they come and take hers. That's the, that's the way it always works with these ivory tower pie in the sky people who who make uh, you know come out with these arguments, and then when it happens to them, they look around like, "Ooh, what?" Well, you know. So, so I can't remember who it was. Was it? Who said it? But anyway, there's there's different types of people. There's people that can can um, can see the mistakes of others and and, and learn from it. And, and, well, there's first of all, there's people that can you can you can tell them and they'll understand. You know, what, this oh, yeah. this will hurt you. There's other people that will watch someone else make a mistake and, and it hurts them. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Then there's that fella 
he's just so dumb he's got to go pee on the electric fence <laughs> and try it for himself. And I think that's that's what some of these people have a problem with is they can't see wisdom when it's in front of them. They can't see it when someone tells it about tells them about it. Some of them have to experience it for themselves yeah. because they're so dumb. Who's, who is this going to sell to? It's not going to sell to homeowners. It's not going to sell to people who live. Covetous people, perhaps? Yeah. yeah. It's not going to sell to people who have a dream of owning a home, you know, who desire hard. to move out of the apartments, out of the government housing. Right. And, and I think that's kind of the piece. root of socialism, if you will, is 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 covetousness. It's, yeah. You want to take something that don't belong to you. It belongs to someone else. You, your desire is to steal. Let's figure out a way to do this where, they, where this, we won't get this hurt. Is, this is not socialism. This is pure Marxism. Yeah, it's, exactly it's, right. it's uh, maybe a more refined form. I mean, but it's, it's no, just, it's not refined. Well, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's pure base. communist. Yeah, just That's a, what this is. And, and that people are, are giving it a legitimate to forum to. Yeah. Well, it's, is bothersome it's to me. What 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 radio program was NPR. she on? It was on NPR. Uh, gov- you know? Again, spon- government again? sponsored, government sponsored <laughs> yeah, radio. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we're paying tax dollars for this? <clears throat> well, That's exactly right. Well, you are. Well, and the same with these colleges and universities that are tax subsidized and all this bizarre, stupid nonsense coming out of these places. Why aren't we defunding them? Why aren't Republicans pushing to, re- to defund these cesspools of, of foolishness. Well, let me just say, people, you know, we're fighting for the soul of America now. We are really fighting for the soul of America now. Yeah. And be careful you're using Biden's words there. <laughs> well, I'm going to use them because, uh, you know, he's right. Well, Biden used those words, Dave, because it was a short clip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he did Some fall words asleep. that he could he pronounce. Yeah. Is that what you say? Soul of America. And he did, and he did so, fall asleep in yeah, the yeah. Fall interview. Asleep, so that's why he uses those words. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, seriously, you know, he's not wrong. Which soul of America do you want? Yeah. Do you want the soul of America that, you know, was was fought for and, and, and won over a little over a couple hundred years ago? Or are you willing to just give it up? And that's what Biden's saying. He's willing just to give it up. What, what is the one word that describes America? And when we think of the United States of America, it's supposed to be freedom. It's freedom. It's supposed to be. It's but, freedom. But but when we constantly we lose to Hong Kong from an economic liberty standpoint, and and we still have freedom of speech here. They don't have in Hong Kong. We ha- we can carry guns here, and they can't do that in Hong Kong. In but, some places, but in some places we can't do it here either. But yeah. but. We've we've got some serious problems here, and we need to 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 wake up. Well, yeah, and that's I think Paul. That's the key right there. Is what we have to remember here in America is that we are a self governed body, citizen government. So when the citizens I'm stop selfish. getting involved, then then those that are left running the government, you know, they they make decisions in a vacuum, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. being in a vacuum, mm-hmm. and they only consider what they want. So it's our own fault for not participating right. and, and, and a lot of that just, in our government. It's, it's, it comes down to an individual responsibility. Yes. And so many times we, we've kind of bought into this stupid, foolish notion of corporate responsibility. We're going to hold the entire society accountable. No, we need individual accountability. Mm-hmm. If one person hurts another person, you punish the one person who's mm-hmm. guilty. You don't punish society because Johnny stole something from Bob. Yep. Now, let's look. Oh. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I'm just Go saying, ahead. You, you think well, going back to citizen government, every community, you know, you have an Altman, a JP, you have a, a, a state rep, a district rep, a, a congressman, a senator. You know, the, so you have to, as citizens, we have to say we're holding you accountable. If Why did you vote like that? If you don't, if you don't get engaged with your government, you you get the government you deserve. That's and exactly you, right. And if, well, you, and if you don't, if you if you're not playing long and you're just letting it go, it's just like your grass growing. It's going to get tall. It's out, and out of control. And, and, I, and I can understand people say, "Well, I just don't like the politics. I don't get into the politics." Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. You get into it, or it gets into you. That's, right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Very good, Iverson. Mm-hmm. You're right on, brother. Exactly right. You are right, yeah, it, right it on. It really does. And so many, so many times we've got people that, that don't actually put much thought into politics. Mm-hmm. And so they think, well, that sounds like a good idea. Why don't you think about the principle of it? <laughs> think about the principle of the idea. Yeah, you know, a park is kind of cool. But is it worth calling the government and telling them, you know, I want you to come and steal five bucks from my neighbor to help build a park. That's not reasonable if you put it that way. But the fact is that's what you're doing when you vote for a new park mm-hmm. or new something else. Whatever it is. Learn to have principles. If you want a good and honest and just government, stop voting for this garbage. Same people. Or you'll, right. or you'll, you'll have people Go defecating ahead. in the street, and it's lawful. Wow. <laughs> San Francisco. Or maybe Francisco. in your front yard. Uh, yeah, so you think it's bad? You, you think it's bad having the neighbor bring his dog and poop in your front yard? <laughs> Senator uh, Tom Cotton wrote an opinion piece. Let me just read some of this. It's, it's very good. Another American city is smoldering because weak politicians failed in their most basic duty, protecting the lives and property of their citizens. That's the number one duty of a government. Without strong action to restore order and deter criminals, the carnage is going to spread. Riots erupted in Kenosha, Wisconsin last week following the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Police were responding to a domestic incident when they confronted Blake, the subject of a warrant for alleged sexual assault. While resisting arrest, according to police, Blake was shot seven times. His lawyer says he is now paralyzed. After the shooting, rioters torched half a dozen buildings, including small businesses and a state corrections facility. Kenosha residents emerged the next morning to a hellscape of burned-out cars and looted stores. They endured this anarchy with little support from the Saints' Democratic politicians. To the contrary, these Democrats seemed afraid to upset the media and their party's radical base, who downplay, excuse, and even encourage violence when it serves their cause. Wisconsin's Democratic Governor Tony Evers failed to deploy the National Guard until the first wave of looting and arson had torn through Kenosha. But in the critical hours before the riots began, Evers released an incendiary statement about police, quote, mercilessly uh, killing black Americans and the racism in, our, racism in our state and our country, presumably without knowing all the facts and circumstances of Blake's arrest. 
even after the guard was called in, Evers didn't do enough to bring the rioting under control. He turned down an offer of federal assistance on Tuesday, mere hours before a melee in the street resulted in the shooting deaths of two persons. When the Kenosha County Board requested 1,500 uh, guard members to restore order after the shooting, Evers responded by authorizing one-third that number. The feckless and overmatched Evers finally accepted help from Trump the same day. Meanwhile, another wave of riots erupted around the same time in Minneapolis, the city that touched off a national conflagration in May after the death of George Floyd while in police custody. The latest riots broke out because of a false rumor that the police had killed a local man suspected of murder. In reality, he had committed suicide. So I'm not wow. going to go any further in this uh, opinion piece. I'll have uh, Elizabeth posted on my Facebook. The bottom line, America is at a crucial turning point again, just like it was 50 years ago. My greatest fear is the pendulum swinging too far back the other way. I don't want to see that happen either. I want to see a free United States of America, but I also want to see a law-abiding United States of America. Yeah. Dave, I think you and I see the same thing that we, since we lived on that other that other era, uh, we were seeing a lot of the same things that we saw back yep. then. And uh, and you're talking about that pendulum swinging too far one way, and then and then usually it goes all the way back to the other side, which is is kind of scary. And I was talking about the. Um, about whenever you have an action, you have an equal and opposite reaction. That's right. And I Law think, of physics. And that's what, mm-hmm. that's what I think, that, that it's kind of like waiting on the other shoe to fall, you know, to drop. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think we're, we're not far from that. You know, we already have a pattern developed <clears throat> here. Right. So why are these governors and mayors waiting until something happens? If you, if you have a police shooting, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be, why aren't they immediately... Uh, uh, sending out the guard or getting the police out there, some well, type of force pr- out there. Pr- protect private and to property. Protect property. You know it's going to protect well, property. And don't wait until I don't think they have. I don't think they have enough morals to understand how to handle it. You know, maybe I maybe I'm just unreasonable. Why not get a bullwhip and to get shotguns? Look, run these people off. Yeah. Be aggressive. You don't have to kill them. No. Some people have suggested water hoses. I don't know if that's a good I mean, idea. That's or not. Regard, that's one but, of the things that but, they're trained but, in. But that's use, right control. Use use reasonable but aggressive force mm-hmm. to protect property. Yeah. And, and you're sending the message not here. Yeah, not here. Yeah, you know, not I, here. You know, if 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 people are are, are destroying property, make them leave. It's called you don't breaking have, the law. You don't have to kill them, Lawlessness. but you can use things that are hurt that are painful. Mm-hmm. And make them make it uncomfortable. Make it. This is not productive to be here. Yeah. Get off my land. So that's you know that that governor, what, whatever his governor, mayor, whatever he is, he should he shouldn't yeah, be in office. Evers, yeah. Evers, governor of, yeah. of Wisconsin. Well, well, yeah. what, what do you, what do we think the odds are of, of that turning back Republican? Because I remember there was a Republican governor there until recently, and they yeah, kicked him out and got a Democrat. Tommy again. Thompson. And so, what what are the odds that 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 may switch this election cycle? You know, I'm just telling you, that's what we've been talking about. I mean, that's the story I brought up to you at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. People on the left now are saying, 
I'll vote against the Democrats because they're not standing up for law and order. Well, they'll, they'll, let, they'll let these thugs cut my throat. Why would I want to vote for this moron or these thugs or the, these thugs in office? I mean, why, why would we vote for people? Why would even a Democrat vote for other Democrats when those Democrats will let crazy, insane people come and, and set your house on fire? You know, th- th- this, this type of thinking and logic is you think about it on a national scale. If we waited to an invading army came inside mm. our borders and then we said, oh, let's do something about this. No, you shoot them before they get across the yeah. border. I'm like you, Iverson. I believe that being proactive is probably a better deal Absolutely. than being reactive. And, yeah. and if we, it's kind of like uh, the pandemic thing. We know we're, we know we're, we're having problems, even here in the state. We know where the, the hot spots are at. Why don't we move our resources to those hot spots mm-hmm. and, and dress them as they come up rather than sitting back with all be, these other be resources. Be proactive, but be upright. Absolutely. Right. Don't, don't, don't employ unjust tactics. Don't, don't, be, don't be unrighteous, but be proactive. It's no. okay to be proactive. I you'll have, save lives. Right. That, that would save like lives. Some people will say, well, you, you, ha- you can't defend yourself before someone hurt, violates your rights. The fact is that when someone threatens you, they have violated your rights. You don't have to wait till someone actually pulls the trigger while they're pointing a gun at That's you right. before you can ha- right. take action. Got to take a break, guys. Got to get a break. And then We're news, having too much fun. This is news that just broke. Uh, former Georgetown basketball coach John Thompson has died. Uh, there's no word on the cause yet. Thompson was 78 years old. What a great basketball great. coach. Real great basketball coach. Had a lot of good impact on young people's lives. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Ten minutes till eight on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we're down to just a few moments, about uh, five and a half minutes left for this hour. And then uh, we'll get ready to record for you, uh, which you will not be able to hear until 6 o'clock. Uh, this evening, but we're going to carry on some of this. J.K. Rawlings uh, made a statement. You know who J.K. Rawlings is, right, guys? Harry Potter. Okay. She wrote all those books. Uh, she made. She's been uh, being beat up by the uh, transsexual side, <laughs> saying that uh, you know she's racist and a transphobe and this and that because she doesn't. Uh, she believes that there's there's boys and there's girls. <laughs> Imagine right. that. That she that she believes because she believes it. She and, believes in science. And huh? people and people argue with her that uh, that uh, of course sex is not binary. It's not one or the other. It can be all kinds of things inside because you can be a, a different sex because you think it. You know, just because you can think it, it makes you that. And of course, I've disproved that by just saying. If you stand in your garage and you think you're a car, it doesn't necessarily make you a car. And and I'm going to use my argument again that I use. And people say, well, why would you do that, Dave? It's such a stupid argument. But it's not. Because 15 years ago, if I had said a man can be a woman, you would have wanted to lock me up in a loony bin. Here's the key. Uh, If you had a friend who came to you and said that, he thought he was a gorilla, and so he was running around acting like a gorilla, beating on his chest and everything, and eating bananas. Uh, would you try to find help for him, or would you just accept the fact that he's a gorilla? 
And let him poop on your floor when he comes to your, no, to your no, house. It don't matter, Paul. The bottom <laughs> no, no, line. That's right, uh, but the bottom right. part of this is, you know something of, wrong course, right, of course, the man is, there's something wrong Absolutely. with them. Right. And you seek help, help. for them. Absolutely and, right. And, and people who come to you and, and they say, I'm a woman and, uh, and I menstruate. There's something mentally wrong, wrong, wrong with right. that person. Sorry. Absolutely. He, they need help, help. not condemnation. Yeah. I'll agree with that. But they need help. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is crazy. And, and I think you're right. Fifteen years ago, would we have dreamed this? Ten years No, ago. of course not. I mean, it's the people – because we've, we've had the, – the, for years, the um, – the, um, the left wants to make men and women equal. This is their chance, and it's it's it's, it's potentially going to destroy sports where you have segregated um, sports like in track and field and things like that. Is that you know if if these men can choose, you know, I feel like a woman today. Guess what? There is a difference in men and women. Oh yeah, and and, and they're already and, doing it. Yeah, and they then, are. And, and, and so you, know, you you get you get men in changing in, the record books. Right, you get you get you get boys or, or men in in wrestling events, in running events, in jumping events, and and the fact is that men and women are different, and that's okay. But when you put them up against each other in, in fields where men are naturally stronger, it's just not fair. It's just not the same. Are we going to to reestablish world records for women with some guy? That's they've got testosterone coursing through they've his face. Already, doing it. They've already started oh, it. It's not a matter of if. if. It's a matter as we're doing it now. So we're going to talk in the uh, 6 o'clock hour tonight, doing a little promotion for that. you got to come back at 6 to hear this discussion because we're going to have it. And because uh, I'm not afraid to take on this issue at all. You call me transphobe all you want to. <laughs> Bottom line is there's a difference between men and women. J.K. Rowling said this. A woman is not a costume. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, that there is so much truth to that, that it, it's unbelievable. Wow. And that is a woman is not a uh, costume. So, guys, we'll get ready to record and folks are going to have to come back and join us at uh, at six o'clock to hear what we have to say about this. And I'm sure Iverson will have a lot to say. <laughs> being a pastor, he'll come at it from a biblical perspective. Yes. That's why I have him on the show. And have ten and, sisters too. And it'd be great. <laughs> oh, wow. It'd be great uh, to talk about. So J.K. Rowling, though, I think a lot of the stuff she believes is absolute poppycock. I will say. She is exactly right. Being a woman is not a costume. A break, and then we're back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Enjoy the news. Enjoy the rest of the programming through the day. Join us back here again at 6 o'clock for more of the Dave Ellswick Show.
right, we are back on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show at 6 o'clock. Told you at the end of our 7 o'clock hour we were going to talk about transgenderism, and we've got to because uh, as crazy as this idea is, as as crazy as, you know, looting is okay, that's no big deal, which we talked about, and as uh, uh, crazy as no protection of people uh, in cities or in counties or whatever from people who want to loot, burn, riot, things of that. As crazy as all that is, the loony bin is really out to the far, far (laughs) reaches of the left when they start saying that just because you think you're a woman or you think you're a man, it makes you so. So, And I I brought up a statement from uh, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. Uh, who said that a woman is not a costume. And that is just a great way of saying that there are men and there are women in the world. There's not a group of different kinds of genders. Uh, She is returning the uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Organization Award that she got last year in the wake of recent criticism from the organization uh she was criticized by the organization because of her view uh views on on transgenderism and so uh i want to look at that a a tad with you how uh, long is this kind of most recent fad gonna hold up i mean it's not a fad paul you think it's gonna stick around I, 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 I do. Wow. They're, they're changing laws now. Yeah, and, and, and Dave, that is so key. And this is what I say to people all the time. You know, when you have the debate about, I don't like Trump, he says this. I said, well, okay, you're talking about personality. But what we have to look at is policy that these guys are going to leave us with. Because we, we have to live uh, under these policies, laws, policies, mm-hmm. long after these people are out of office and long after some of them are dead. And so yeah, uh, look at some of the you, retirement programs that some of these people have yeah. left. And so left you're for, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they, they uh, last. It, it is more than, than a fat day. Even, it, uh, Can so I we say, can't just. Yeah, let's throw the name out. Margaret Sanger. <laughs> exactly. Let's just throw Margaret Sanger out there. How much uh, of an effect on our culture did Margaret Sanger, one person, have on Six, our culture? 60 million dead babies. That's how yeah. much of an effect she's yeah, had that, on that's our culture. A, that's, that's, that's a, a massive effect on an economy, on a society, on the culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's one voice with one ideal. With an ideal. And ideals are hard to kill. You can't just, you can't just kill an ideal. They, a kill an ideal. You know, uh, yeah. You said, uh, the lady said, uh, the woman is not just a costume. That's right. And uh, Bishop T.D. Jake said this years ago, I believe this is one of the ones he said, a woman is more than than just lips, hips, and fingertips. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you can't put a wig on, uh, augment this and cut this, snip this and tuck that, and become a woman. Mm-hmm. You have well, to ju- be created by God as a woman. Just because Madeira is a guy in drag, or, I mean, Milton Berle made a living off of that stuff, (laughs) he never thought he was a real woman. You remember Flip Wilson? Yeah, the devil. (laughs) Geraldine. The devil made me do it. Yeah. And it was all funny. 
It thing, was a joke it was because a joke. it was so ridiculous. The, the thing is, I think that it's all boils down to this: that they they really want uh, they won't really want to say it says, and y'all and y'all will remember you will remember me whether you want to or not. And I think that's what what they're after. And uh, I think that's the deep seated things and some of the transgender things that I've seen. Well, as you're going to remember me. Whether you want to or not. Well, let's back to what Dave said earlier, right before we finished the, last, the hour earlier today. Uh, you know, when people, if you are, again, if you're a man and you think you're a gorilla, you need help. Mm-hmm. You know, you need if you're help. A man, you so think if you're, you're a man, a woman. you think you're a woman or a woman, you, think you you're a man, help. you need You need help. Right. If you're just doing it for devious reasons, maybe you need a woman. We, we know <laughs> that we have something called mental illness. Sure. And all those things. And so if. That's a reality. It, it's, it's a reality. But, but let's let's stop taking mental illness and call it a legitimate ideology. It's and, not. And this, and is, this, is, this is not reality. No. <laughs> if if someone comes along to you and says that they they've got this um, this new intellectual condition, if you will, or new intellectual, or it's not even a condition. What do we what do we call it? It's a from their perspective, it's it's just a different ideology. It's just a different um, lifestyle. It's not even a lifestyle. It's a it's a it's a new idea that I'm this something other than male or female, or maybe I, I decided I'm a female. It's it's not reality. Maybe you're not either. Yeah, and so, it, but if someone comes along and, and says that, well, I identify as the the owner of your property, so therefore give me your television. I mean, and they're doing that, but the, 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 we still sort of call it theft at this point. They even have have the audacity to call it looting while saying it's okay, but. But this this notion that that I can come along and say I'm a woman that makes me nuts. It doesn't make me reasonable or cool or just a, a, a new thinking person. It makes me nuts. All right. So let me read what Daniel Ratcliffe had to say after J.K. Rowling posted on her her Facebook page about transgenderism, and and she says, you know, I'm not for taking away their rights or anything like that. But we must understand that women are women and men are men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, you, know, you guys know who Daniel Ratcliffe is? Heard the name. I don't know. He played Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, he's in the, the um... in the Harry Potter movies. Quote, transgender women are women. Period. That's his statement. Transgender women are are uh, women. In other words, whatever you think you are, you are. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people and goes against all advice given by professional health care associations who have far more expertise on this subject matter than either uh, R.K. Rowling or I. He... uh, he uh, That kind of reminds me of, and, and some of the younger people in our audience may not know the story, but the the um, the story about the um, emperor that has no clothes, hmm. and he's intimidated a whole bunch of people. Apparently, in or they have been intimidated into believing that this, he has a nice brand new suit of clothes, and he's just walking around hmm. in his underwear. Now he's and, just a king. Yeah. If he's a king, you don't yeah. speak yeah. out against yeah. the king. And, and, and so then, but then as the story goes on. Some little kid in the audience that doesn't know any better that he's, he's supposed to actually submit to the king and 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 tell and and see what the king tells you to see. The little kid says the emperor's not got any clothes on, and, and that's the reality. But we've got people here saying that 
someone is walking around, they need help. They're running around naked. Yeah. And and you're telling them how how nice their new suit of clothes is. I'm sorry. You're not doing them a service. You're not yeah. helping them at all. Tell them they tell them they need to put some clothes on. Yeah. The real issue here with all all of this. This has always been part of, you know, some man thinking he's a woman or all these sexual deviancies have always existed. Mm-hmm. The problem is is when you try to make it, people affirm accept them, it. accept right. them, right. change right. the laws. Right. To and, fit and, them. and now we're getting into this, the idea of, of pedophilia and, and we're, well, so, well, well uh, yeah, this, this man is, he, he likes little boys that are four years old or whatever it may be. And well, it's just, it's just, it's just different. Again, it's violating the rights it, it's, in, of yeah, other people. Well, and it's, well, it's just a different lifestyle or it's just a different ideology. But when you cheapen sex so much to the point where it doesn't mean anything, it's no different than playing a game of checkers. I'll play a game of checkers with a four-year-old. What's the difference? But if you cheapen it to the point where there's no moral significance to it, then yeah, I can see I can see why they would come to those conclusions. That that there's what's the difference? If it's no more morally significant than a game of checkers, then why would you have a have a problem with it? <laughs> but the fact is, it is more morally is. significant than a game it of is. checkers. It is. And again, when you try to make people affirm and accept what Foolish. we know, yeah. we know is deviancy. Mm-hmm. Then uh, that's that's what this whole thing is about. Because again, we know that this this type of behavior has been around for a very, very since humanity's sin, it came it came in with sin. But again, when you try to say this is normal, if something is normal, you don't have to say it's normal. Hopefully, you hopefully don't. not. Except that now now we're getting to the point where things that should be normal, you have to defend, or you have to be afraid if you try to defend them. Maybe I mean because. Uh, for crying out loud, when you get attacked because you point out that there's men and women and there's nothing else. Let me tell you something, another... Paul, here. You asked if this was going to stand, and J.K. Rowling uh, g- jumped in and really got uh, in herself in trouble about six months ago because she talked about a researcher who lost her job at a think tank for stating that people cannot change their biological sex. (laughs) And Rowling made a similar stir in criticizing a headline on the website DVEX.com. Here's what happened. The op-ed piece included the phrase, people who menstruate in an effort to be more (laughs) inclusive. Another saying men. All right, men Mm. can menstruate. Well, we know that that's... BS, okay? That's that that goes against the laws of science. And she she said, "Well, there used to be a word for those people." Rowling tweeted in June. Someone help me out. Was it wombin, wimpund, wumud? You know, making up words. And and that's the that's the case. It's taking something and making it up out of whole cloth and people defending it. For crying out loud, the English word woman, it's a man with a womb. womb. That's that's why that's where menstruation comes from. The womb. Men can't do it. They ain't got a womb. No, No, because see, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem, because they'll say, well, yeah, men can, because a woman who thinks she's a man can have a baby. Well, that don't make her a man because she thinks it. I'm just saying. She has the parts. Yeah, she can she can have a baby because she is a womb man. There you go. Wow. 
That's it's it's nuts. Y'all make me laugh. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> what's what's well, crazy? I, I, it ain't funny. That's why. That's why, uh, Wayne. That we better start taking this crap seriously yes. because there's a whole lot of people out there that take it really seriously. You know, and the attack is coming on Mother's Day, Father's Day, and that type of thing because they're not inclusive. They're mm-hmm. exclusive. Well, that's because being a woman is exclusive and being a man yeah. is they're, exclusive. They are, those are exclusionary ideolo- yes. ideas. You can't be both. It just don't happen. There's occasionally, in very rare circumstances, you have some, some ambiguity when someone is born. You know, someone may not believe time. that God is omniscient, that he know, they may not believe that he knows everything, but I think he knows the difference when he made a woman and when he made a man. Yeah, and when people shake their finger at me because I use that illustration about if your buddy thought he was a gorilla, would you just accept it or would you try to find, the, find him health if he, if he put a rope and a tire in the front of his uh, yard on a tree and was hanging from it and running around on all fours would you think that that's okay uh it, when you think that that's that that i'm being nonsensical well uh-huh. i'm just telling you saying that a man can think he's a woman is just as nonsensical it's it's funny but it's not funny yeah yeah you're right yeah. It's it's not funny when the president of the United States sends a letter out to schools and says it's all right for trans uh, transgender males to use a female locker room. Well, now that's where the rubber hits the road, folks. And again, it goes back to self-government that when we elect people who think like that and who are going to, uh, you know, produce laws like that then that's what you're going to end up with. And, and one of the problems with that is a lot of us who actually like liberty, we don't want to be in government. We, we just want to be left alone. And But a lot of the times the people who think like that, mm-hmm. they actually want into positions of power. They, they want to force their moronic ideologies on people who actually just want to work and make a living and be left alone. All it takes for evil to prosper good is men for good men to do nothing. I used to play a song, and I can't play it any longer because we get so many negative calls about it. It was uh, Bob Rivers, and I used to play this at Christmas time, and we'll take a break after I relate this story. And it was walking around in women's underwear. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I used to play it all the time, and everybody would laugh about it. They don't laugh about it anymore because now we say that's normal. God. It's normal. All right, a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Enough about transgenderism. Let's move on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But I, I just want to, you know, make the statement that for all of you, said how silly to talk about that. No, it's not. It's not silly at all. There's people passing laws saying boys can go into girls' locker rooms at uh, your child's school and the same, and vice versa. That is wrong, inherently wrong. And uh, I, I go along with what the guys just said as we go into break. Uh, you know, the, the left wants to call us flat earthers mm-hmm. because we don't believe in uh, global warming or don't believe. Change, no. I do believe. I do believe in climate change. Climate changes every day. Every day. But the bottom line is I do not believe that man is having such a huge impact on climate that 
man as we know it will go extinct. I don't believe that's the case because a volcano can erupt and drop in more particulate matter into the into the atmosphere than what man can do over a hundred years. Yeah, well, well when, when someone who cannot figure out the difference between a male and a female is going to come and tell you the earth is going to fall apart because of global warming, you know, it might be an indication that they're not very credible. <laughs> Yeah, well, Chris Silza, I don't know if you know this guy, he's the editor-at-large for CNN. Uh, He said over the weekend that President Trump's use of the word, now I want you to listen to this, riots, when describing the continued unrest in major cities across the U.S. is racist. CNN has been taken to task in recent days over its coverage of the uh, protests. The network was most recently panned over an on-air graphic uh, describing one protest as, quote, check this out, fiery, but mostly peaceful, (laughs) unquote. Yeah, I heard that. (laughs) Unbelievable. Fiery, but... Well, for the most part, it was it was it was peaceful. My, my legs on fire, but for the most part, I'm okay. Do, do you remember uh, uh, not long ago, Biden uh, made a gaffe about says we choose truth over facts. You remember that? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> well, you you can't use facts with the left because what according to the the left, facts don't matter, or they change uh, what words mean. And they change what the facts are. Well, so one, one of the tactics sometimes that I see is that, that instead of actually – someone say, you're wrong about everything. And so you say, well, give me some specifics. What am I wrong about specifically? Just, just pick one thing. Yeah. One. As opposed to saying – because it's easy to just make a blanket statement and say, you're wrong about all these things. As opposed to let's, – let's, let's talk about something, something specific. And so that's an easy target. It's an easy thing to to basically lie about people without ever giving them any specifics, so they can't defend themselves. And so you and you can't actually be um, cornered when you lie about people that way. In, in general specifics, or not general specifics, but with general accusations that are not true. And so the left can do this in various different ways, and, and people on the right do it sometimes too. And it's 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 not fair. It's not just, and it's lying, and it's. Um, it's it's a mess, but but this this anti science, this anti, um, um, it's crazy. Yeah, no no one well, was I, here when the world was formed. We can debate that, <laughs> but debating whether a person is a man or woman that's not it's debatable. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. You just got to look down in your pants, <laughs> man. <laughs> the, the, the most ignorant savages on the face of this earth still know the difference between male and female. Yes. And, and, and in tribes, uh, they they have different uh, yeah. things that they do. Yeah. The, the, the most ignorant savages, they may not wear clothes, but they do know the difference between males and females. Yeah, which puts them ahead of the, <laughs> right. of the left. Well, and, and the fact is, some <laughs> oh, of the left don't wear clothes. Well, 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 and, and, the, the, and the, the, some on the left have problems with wearing clothes, too, apparently. <laughs> it, it really hasn't been a problem until, until they actually started forcing people to legitimize uh, what people were thinking yeah and uh like i said I, i've never had a problem with you know if you, whatever you want to do in your bedroom or whatever you want to do at your house and your inside but when you get out there on paraded out there on the streets in front of my children and and you want me to accept your your way of life well, and then maybe prosecute me because i don't accept you right 
and I mean, because I, I don't want to affirm you or I don't want to hire you or I don't want to be around you and you're going to prosecute me. Okay, we've we've gone too far. It's, you start it's, getting in my choice. It's one thing if someone wants to be a sexual pervert at their own house. It's another thing if I've got to sanction it. That's right. And that's what they're asking us to do is to sanction. And they ain't asking uh, very nicely behavior. You know, on that you can't you can't cut a deal with the devil because he said, "Oh, just let me in. I just want to get this one little thing. You know, a same sex marriage, and that's all I want. You know, but you can't cut a deal with the devil." And you start marrying you, your brother and sister. And start, was a, that was an old song, Don't Let the Devil Ride. Because yeah. if you let him ride, he'll want to drive. Don't let him ride. and Because you can't cut a deal with right. the devil. He Dude. will not keep his word. Right. He is a liar and the right. father of lies. If, if we're going to call sodomy marriage, right. what's the point? we got to take a break. got to take a break. It's time uh, to do that. i got a, a text from uh, Heidi. It says, <laughs> break. Break, 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 break. You know, she wants me to break. All right, so I will do so. News. News is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Continue with the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, the president over the weekend challenged Joe Biden to condemn Antifa. President Trump on Sunday challenged the former vice president to condemn Antifa a violent, organized leftist movement wrecking havoc in a lot of America's major cities. And uh, he said, quote, when is slow Joe Biden going to criticize the anarchists, thugs and agitators and Antifa? He wrote that on the Twitter uh, question. Trump uh, commented after the Biden campaign announced that the former vice president is now going to emerge from his basement traveled to Pittsburgh and will condemn violence. Now, look, Biden's getting out and doing this because their polling is showing they're on the wrong side of this issue. People see the Democrats as not being concerned about the violence in the city. So what does how what is Joe going to say? OK, here you go. Uh, this is this is what the president said. I condemn violence of every kind by anyone, whether on the left or the right. Now, that was Biden. And I challenged Donald Trump to do the same. Biden's decision to break his silence on the leftist rioting occurred after a 17-year-old boy from Illinois was charged with the shooting deaths of two protest agitators in Kenosha, Wisconsin last week. And a man who was wearing a Patriot prayer hat was shot and killed as protesters clashed in Portland on Saturday night. Trump questioned why Biden had not urged Democrat mayors to bring in the National Guard to help restore law and order to their cities. Quote, when is he going to suggest bringing up the National Guard in, quote, badly run and crime infested Democrat cities and states? Trump asked. Trump also mocked Biden for his delayed reaction, which he claimed was a result of, of course, political polling. And it was. I mean, you can see his timing that it goes along with some recent polls, uh, rushing him out of basement after seeing some very disturbing numbers. Don't worry, he'll go back to the, ba- the basement soon. The president suggested that Biden was afraid to be more aggressive against leftist violence because he needed their votes in November. Quote, remember, he can't lose the crazy Bernie super liberal vote, Trump wrote. And the president is planning to visit Kenosha, Wisconsin, 
tomorrow. So uh, now I, it's as we talked about earlier in the show today for people who didn't listen. You got to listen all three hours. Mm-hmm. You got to listen to six to eight, and then you got to turn around and listen our six to seven uh, in the evening. It all goes together and, and makes sense. We talked about how leftist columnists are writing that if your uh, political group does not work to keep law and order and peace in society, they lose their legit, their, uh, their, their, they, they don't have any legitimate reason to exist. That's right. And that, they're starting to pay attention to this. And they better really start paying attention and talking about it because I believe if uh, the president keeps pressing this issue, uh, he will win big coming November 3rd. Now, Dave, did, did anyone at the Democrat National Convention condemn the violence? Mm-mm. Did anyone take up nope. for, speak up for the police? Um, Not that I heard. Uh, did anyone talk about restoring calm to the cities? Not that I heard. Uh, maybe because they were all Democrat-run cities, perhaps. Yeah, I'm just telling you. It's bad. Oh, by the way, something I wanted to mention, and we, and, and this just is an aside. As of Friday, we have made up all the losses on the stock market since the pandemic. I saw that. Yeah, it broke, it broke even for the year on Friday, I think. Yeah. Thus far, we're breaking out. If we keep continuing uh, to make money, we're making more money than we did at the pandemic break. So that is really good mm-hmm. news. Despite. All this happening. All the opposition. All the opposition. All the blaming. All the blaming. (laughs) We're we're in positive territory. Yep. We are. And I think that... uh, I wonder if they're going to blame that on Trump. I doubt it. The recovery? (laughs) Yeah, you're not not blaming the recovery. That that had to be Obama. You know, (laughs) when you think about, you hear the... the, uh, I don't call them mainstream, the traditional news. They talk about a million people, you know, file for unemployment. And you think, wait a minute. We didn't go into like a bad policy recession. We shut down jobs. That's what we have to remember. Shut the economy down. We shut the economy down. coming in and telling you you can't can't open your doors. You can't run your business. Yes. That that wasn't a... Purposefully economic. This wasn't an economic correction. This was a government coming in and saying, you know what, we have guns. If you don't obey us, we'll make you. Right. That's that's what happens when government tells you to do stuff. And so when you hear Joe Biden like, we're going to get the economy back, but you're shut it down. How? Well, not with his policies, but Trump will get, is getting it back just like he did the first time. Yeah, what, what economy? Do, does, do the Democrats actually believe in the concept of an economy? No. Yeah. I mean, the, the notion that, that we can do price controls or we can – minimum wage is a price control. And other things, if, if they're going to control the economy, it's not an economy anymore. No. Yeah. It, it's just a – it's just something out there that, that it's, it's being controlled by government, and it's, it, it, it don't work very well. No. You thought this toilet paper shortage was bad a few months ago. You know, there's nothing like the free market. The free market. Free, market free and fair market. One of the cool things about a free market, it's, it's like one of these gymnasts. They're very strong. They're very agile. They can react very, very quickly. quickly. A free market can react very, very quickly. Sometimes they look kind of erratic and they go a little crazy sometimes. 
but yeah, sort of like these parkour kids that are running around the cities doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It looks kind of crazy sometimes, and maybe it is crazy sometimes, but they can react very, very fast. And that's one of the cool things is that if, if we had free markets and toilet paper back a few months ago, <laughs> guess what? Toilet paper would have gotten really expensive really fast. And then there wouldn't have been shortages anymore. I think they have the same thing happening right now on ammunition. You have a shortage of ammunition sure. right now. And, 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 I, and, and I, had, asked, I asked uh, one of the uh, – I asked several people at, at, at uh, Academy and some of the other stores that typically would have shelves loaded down, mm-hmm. you know, Bass Pro and stuff, and mm-hmm. have a shelf plumb loaded down with uh, ammunition. You mm-hmm. go there now, and it looks like the – remember the toilet paper thing and, and yeah, whenever everybody, the pandemic first right. started and all the shelves were empty and the stuff that people and my wife going into kroger and she's she's looking down those empty shelves and about to bust out crying you know she's got <laughs> money to purchase groceries right, but it's not there thing. And the same thing right. with ammunition and, and, and part of it is that they're, they're not raising prices like they should on ammunition mm-hmm. for, for one thing i think and so so that causes wow where are you buying that you're not seeing rising <laughs> well, well, prices well dude. Uh, well i haven't been buying ammo lately but the but i i think that 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 some of these big box stores they're not raising prices according to market yeah. demand. now at the gun shows i was at a gun show here a couple of weeks ago there in conway and a glock is is, is a gun I, I like and um, so I, I, I noticed some pricing there. Is like a, a normal price for a Glock if it's new is about five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. maybe four fifty if it's if it's used just a little bit. Four fifty to five hundred bucks is is about a reasonable price for a, a pretty new Glock. Well, uh, so, so I, there's a, a, a private dealer there selling his own private um, stuff. collection stuff, yeah. and I think he had seven seventy five. On mm-hmm. a Glock, mm-hmm. it was a uh, I think a Glock seventeen is a nine millimeter, and you know that that's pretty high. That's yeah. a, that's about fifty sixty percent high, um, from the normal price. But that's and so this supply and demand. And that is it is supply and demand because there's so many people that want them right now. But they were available, yeah. And that was in in an industry. This was in a setting where um, people could set their own prices, and mm-hmm. there really wasn't anything to stop them because the fact is you got to pri- and, and a folks could choose. Right. Not to purchase. Right. And a private At seller, he couldn't really be prosecuted from what I could tell right. on a, on the on this um, idea of price gouging because he never had any prices to begin with that's if right. he was a private seller. So, now, so, so it's whatever the market will bear. Yeah. And, and I think and, that's, and that's, and that's what's called and, a free market. And, and, and years ago, 22 shells used to be pretty rare. And I think people were paying 50 bucks a box for 22 mm-hmm. shells. That was markets. You yeah. couldn't buy them at the store. And so when you're buying them in the private market, they were high. Yeah. But they but were available. They were available. You have a choice to purchase right. them or not to purchase them. But there's not really a private market for toilet paper. Well there did become one a little bit on the on the side a few months ago. People were selling it on eBay and wherever else, I think, for a really high price. Well the same thing's happening with ammunition according to what I'm hearing. It's mm-hmm. like said that people are coming in and, and basically hoarding the ammunition mm-hmm. and then selling it over uh, eBay and right. stuff like that. Yeah, and so and, and so you go into the box stores, market, right? And so, the, but, the, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the box stores they have to comply with the anti-price gouging laws, I think. And so, people can go in and they they can't raise their prices more than about ten percent, I think, maybe by law. And and then so people can go in and and buy it at kind of normal prices and hoard it, yeah, and then sell it at a profit. But, but again. 
people don't have to buy it from them at that higher right. price. They don't. We it's don't. the free right. market. But the, uh, and, and you know what else happens is the factories, they add another line. They might. They add another if, shift. If, if they can. It, they may. They may. Yeah. Uh, most of them are going to try to do that because yeah, they, they want to sell while you know, sure, the product while is hot. Because that's what the free market and, but does. But the other problem is that we don't have a, everybody gets stocked up and, and it we don't slows have back a, down. It corrects itself. And the other thing about, it, about a free well, market. The thing about a free market is that if you had a solid free market is that people that don't make ammunition will start making ammunition. Well, there you go again. Right. And so that's the thing is that right now we've got so many restrictions like on Mike that Lindale sort of thing. with my pillow. Right. He making, shifted a line and started making masks, making masks or whatever it is. And so but there's so much political red do. tape. We should. That's what we, we do. should do. That's, that. that's how we won World War. We II. should do that. But but the fact is that you know, <laughs> there, stop making there cars are, and start making. Tanks. There are probably thousands or tens of thousands of people around this country who have little um, um, ammunition presses in their sure. home, in their garage. Right. They could make ammunition right now. They could they could reload. And again, that. But the fact America. is, America. It could. It <laughs> you could. Can do it, it could be. But if you and I do that at home and try to sell it, we're liable to get in trouble with the with the FBI or whoever it is. Well, you don't us, have to put a sign up. Just well, say, there's, Paul, there's that. There's that. Wait, you want to buy some of these? <laughs> right. Yeah. But but the thing is though, the that black the, market does exist. The, the, Why does, does the market have to be black, Wayne? <laughs> 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 why, why are you turning pink, Wayne? Because <laughs> it just didn't come to mind. But you're right. I'd rather have a black can we, can market we call than no market. Oh can we goodness. call it the left market? No, that's not like my market to be right. Okay, right. We just call it the free right. market. So, somebody right. suggested a while back. The, the flea market. The, the flea market. The, the, somebody suggested a while back that the freest market in the, in the world or in this country is the black market. Well, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, there's respects. a lot of truth to that, there I believe. Is. Yeah, I think there is. If you go to that, if you go to along with the shortage of coin uh, uh, narrative that's being out there now, that we're going to go to a digital money, I'm telling you, it's going to turn back to a barter system in this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, and <laughs> you better learn a trade that you're good at to make some, <laughs> that you can trade your, your services or your, your you, product. You know one thing for sure, people will find a way to survive. That's exactly right. Sure. People they'll find, find a, way a way around it. They, they really, really, they, always they have or, done it or, in the past, and they'll, they'll do it in the and future. And they'll do it again. All right. A break. we got to get our final break in, and then we'll come back and finish Hours up flying. our 6 o'clock hour of the uh, Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Final hour, uh, final segment, not hour, final segment of the Dave Ellswick Show, our final show with the power panel for August uh, tomorrow or the next time we get together, it will be uh, September. September. Tomorrow, wow. Elizabeth will be on with me. And uh, the uh, Bible guys, if you've got a Bible guy question, uh, send it to uh, Bible guys at SalemLR.com or just send it to Heidi, H-E-I-D-I at uh, SalemLR.com. All right, California lawmakers, uh, of course, California, one of the most leftist states in the union, are setting up a task force to study and make recommendations for reparations to African-Americans, particularly the descendants of slaves, as the nation struggles again with civil rights and unrest following the latest shooting of a black man by police. The state Senate supported creating the nine-member commission on a bipartisan 33-3 vote on Saturday. The measure returns to the Assembly for a final vote before lawmakers adjourn for the year today. 
though assembly members overwhelmingly already approved an earlier version of the bill. Quote, let's be clear. Chattel slavery, both in California and across our nation, birthed a legacy of racial harm and inequality that continues to impact the conditions of black life in California. That from Democratic Senator Holly Mitchell of Los Angeles. She cited disproportionate homelessness, unemployment, involvement in the criminal justice system, lower academic performance, and higher health risks during the uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. I'd like to go back and say, you know, homelessness, unemployment, involvement in the criminal justice system. I can take you back to Lyndon Baines Johnson and the Great Society program and, and what he did and how it destroyed black businesses and brought on what we're seeing within the inner city uh, today. So I'm going to start, let this start off to, to let a man talk about it. That's a black man. And I'll turn it over to Pastor uh, Iverson. This is another one of the, the most ridiculous things you have heard of. And I, and I don't know, is, is this white guilt on the side of California? If I, I remember no correctly, uh, California was not a slave state. Wasn't a state at all. Wasn't a state. Wasn't a, wasn't a slave. So they were not a slave state. So what? That's right. But they, 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 they probably did have some some slavery in the in the institutional on the, slavery on, on the on the on the grounds of California at some point might have been by the Mexicans or might have been by the Indians that were there before them or or who knows maybe it was the Romans back 3000 years ago. Well, unless they're talking about the, some of the Chinese. Who knows? But uh, Could have been. you know reparations uh, in America. <clears throat> we've just talked about the last in this last hour talking about the free market and as as um, as uh, Frederick Douglass said, when they said, "What are we going to do with all the slaves if we let them go?" and he said, "Leave them alone. Your meddling with them has been their undoing." And sure enough, if you leave people alone, you give them an opportunity to um, do something with their life. They're going to become very prosperous because yeah. we've seen that we have the history yeah, these, these to pro- prove this. These programs are about like a lead life jacket. So I think again, th- these are the leftists. These leftist things that, and and for whatever I don't know if you want to call it white guilt or whatever. Do, do but gooder it's ideologies that are that are that are they're, they're about as effective. How as much I, more can you do? How much more can you do than give well, someone an equal you, opportunity? Yeah, li- leave them you can alone. Argue that, but leave them it. alone and and look at uh, Harlem. Look at Gary, Indiana. Look at countless other Tulsa, mm-hmm. other other cities that had a prosperous uh, black uh, you know, community, but that was destroyed sometimes. And I'll be honest, sometimes about because of racism. Mm-hmm. That's why it, what happened in Tulsa. But many times just because of government programs like the Great Society of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Let's talk local. Uh, Little Rock was a very prosperous, uh, there was a very prosperous black community in Little Rock. If you go, uh, the Ninth Street, what was the Ninth Street corridor, was very, very prosperous. And a young man by the name of Johnny Bush, who was the first African-American chairman of the Republican Party of Arkansas, the Mosaic Templars organization there had over 100,000 members worldwide, was one of the best businesses in the United States of America. And black communities were flourishing, you know, and, of course, the Great Depression hit and uh, it hurt them like it hurt 
uh, a lot of the rest of the rest of the country. So, again, proven that if people are left alone and given an opportunity, they will prosper. Right, and but it's when government starts meddling. Government does start meddling, yeah. and government. John John Bush proved he was he was born a slave. I think eighteen fifty six in Tennessee, and his the slave owner moved south to get away from the Confederate. Uh, excuse me, the um, Union Army mm-hmm. moved south to Arkansas, and that's how he ends up in Arkansas. But he comes out of slavery and becomes one of the most prosperous businessmen in the state. Mm-hmm. So let me ask this question of you, Iverson, because mm-hmm. you're, you're really the only man who can talk directly about this. So why does the black community not gravitate to that great message? Well, when you have heard uh, time and time again uh, that that a certain group is for you and a certain group is not. And that may have been uh, somewhat of the case. Now, let me say it like this. I'll just say it very straight. Some some groups have kind of stubbed their own toe with some things that have happened. But because the Democrats come in and they say that they're going to do something for your community, i.e. with the welfare, and, and you know, it offers a temporary relief, but the long-term effect is very damaging. We know that because anytime you take a man out of the home, you've left that home vulnerable to all the ills that you have in the community. And so when the Democrat with uh, J, JF, uh, JBL, uh, what is it? LBJ, 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 yeah. Great society. That was the most absolute devastation. And again, if you want to call it reparations, you can call that reparations because people were getting free housing, uh, free stamps and on and right. on and on. Rather but, than just getting the government out of the way. Yeah. And, 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 and allowing people to, to right. build and that, something. And that's one of my things is that... that you got 10 seconds, uh, Paul. That get out, of, get out of people's way and let them have cheaper stuff with the market. Because the market mm-hmm. will respond. But it if will. the government says no, guess what? Government always hurts because God didn't put government in there to run the family. Or the All market, right. either one. I mean, it's just... It's time to take the break, guys. We're out of time for today. Pastor Iverson Jackson, thanks so much. I hear you're going to be speaking here in the near future to a a Republican uh, area. Who are you going to go up and talk to? Well, we're going up up to uh, Cleaver County, Stone County, uh, some other uh, counties going down to uh, uh, D-Shade. They're going down to Crossit, I think. Maybe not speaking there, but we're going to be all over the state, Dave, uh, sharing the message and the things that we'd like to see the Republican Party uh, do. We've got a great foundation, and we want to build and expand on that foundation. A lot of good work has been put in. Thanks for being on the show today. Yes, sir. Hey, Wayne, thank you so much. Paul, thank you as well. I'll talk to everybody at 6 a.m. on Tuesday.